0: Welcome to Shepherd's Gate, a podcast sponsored by Mount St. Mary Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Shepherd's Gate seeks to evangelize the world by informing and inspiring its listeners with the words and works of those who carry out the mission of priestly formation in one of the oldest and largest Catholic seminaries in the country. Join us as we present enthusiastic content to help you know how priests are being formed today and how you can live your faith better.
1: This is Monsignor Andrew Baker, Rector of Mount St. Mary's Seminary. Welcome to another edition of Shepherd's Gate, a Seminary Podcast. Today, once again, we have a group of seminarians with us from the great diocese of Peoria, who are uh, back in their home diocese and continuing their priestly formation in this time of the remote delivery of formation from the mount. As I said to the, the seminarians, the mount remains open. Uh, we're just delivering formation in a little different way. So uh, I've got Daniel and Nathan on the line here. So guys, if you could just introduce yourselves.
2: Hi, I'm Nathan Hopper, uh, first theologian from the University of Peoria. Uh, my hometown is Bloomington, Normal, Illinois.
0: Hello, my name is Daniel Biamisotis. I am also a first theology classmate of Nathan Hopper. And I also live in Bloomington. And um, oddly enough, Nathan and I uh, spent the past summer together as well at the same place that we're staying right now, St. Mary's. Uh, parish in Bloomington, Illinois. So we're both in our hometown and both in the parish that we are staying at. So it's good to be here and uh, we're in familiar territory.
1: Wow, that's got to be a great comfort too because everything's kind of up in the air right now, of course, and we've got uh, restrictions from, uh, you know, various governors and uh, we're not quite sure what's going to be happening yet. But uh, to be home and to be a place that you're familiar with has got to be a real blessing, isn't it? It truly is Monty. here. Yeah, great. So tell me a little bit about the parish.
0: Well, this, uh, this is a parish, actually, neither of us belong to this parish. We both belong to different parishes in uh, in Bloomington, but um, this parish is the one where our vocation director for recruitment, Father Heppner, where he's stationed uh, In our summer assignment. We did a lot of work with him, so uh, that's what brought us back here to, to this parish. We're living in, in an old convent, so there's a lot of rooms here. We're familiar with the pastor, Father Greg, and the associate pastor, Father John, um, so we knew the territory. We knew the priests. Um, we knew there was room for us. So. We decided to come on back, and um, it's been good so far. It's been really good to spend time with uh, with the priests here. We've gotten to them over the summer. It's been nice to be in this environment with them again. And we're also living
2: with uh, one of our college
0: seminarians, Chase Stevens, um, from okay. the diocese, and
2: uh, getting to know him better, and also really enjoying uh, this parish. with has a really nice day chapel. Um, it's very beautiful, and nice. we just <laughs> make it our own, kind of, which has been really nice.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. Um, and do you have a Any extra duties, kind of in the parish? Is everybody someone have someone cooking, or you're doing things uh, to help each other around the parish at all? Uh, Well, so there actually there was a plan
2: at the beginning to uh, have a cooking rotation, Um, but thankfully we've actually been really spoiled by the people of God, Uh, and the people of this parish have been bringing us meals uh, almost every night of the week, um, providing uh, more food than we can eat even, Um, and uh, it's been a blessing for us. Um, but we also are uh, taking on some responsibilities. Uh, for example, I'm uh, helping Father Tim does a weekly the um, vocation director for our our diocese, and he does a weekly group meeting with different guys that are discerning the vocation of priesthood, and I get to join him on that and talk with these men that are um, trying to find their vocation, and it's been really nice to be able to help him with that.
1: That's great pastoral experience, uh, something you probably wouldn't have had an opportunity to do except for— in these times
2: that's right we're trying to make the best of it Monsignor.
1: what's the sense nathan do when you talk to these men about um the strength of their vocation are they in any way has this situation affected them yeah uh, it's,
2: uh, it depends on the guy really some guys it seems like uh this has been a chance for them to um really double down on their commitment to the lord um they've had their schedule taken away from them and are using it as a time to uh turn to the Lord more completely and um, put things in his hand in a beautiful way, um, which is really cool even for me to see as somebody who's been uh, trying to follow the Lord's will pretty diligently for a few years now. Um, and then some other guys are struggling more, and they found it to be really trying time to mm. uh, to make time for prayer and are, uh, find it really difficult to focus during online Masses and such. So yeah, it's interesting to see how it's affecting different people differently, and yeah. Trying to help them um, either way, mm-hmm. trying to help all of them use this as an opportunity for growth.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. And how about you guys? Um, uh, how, how are you living You know, the holy hour and living your regular kind of horarium and schedule? How has that been going?
0: It's nice. Uh, when we first got here, the vocation director, Father Heather, he created a little horarium for us uh, that involved... Um, well, it's centered around prayer and the holy hour and uh, liturgy of the hours and mass. So that's been really nice, having that, that uh, schedule set in stone. Um, but beyond that, I mean, we really only spend time with each other. We don't leave here too often. Uh, not too many people are stopping by. So we find that the, the holy hour and the times of prayer are sort of our source of fraternity. Um, once we go out beyond prayer uh, or with each other, that the same people that we were just praying with. So I found that, that the holy hour really Um, is what breathes life into fraternity as opposed to um, having this duplicity where we spend time with each other and then we also pray with each other it's it's all one cohesive thing
1: yeah wonderful how about your your classes I was talking to some of the other seminarians and they seem to have a a mixture of both live classes if you will uh, and others that are recorded Um, have you had the same experience or are most of yours uh, a set time or, or are they mainly recorded
2: Yeah, so we have um, one class that's still staying fully live, um, where we meet twice a week at a certain time. Um, And then most of our classes are doing kind of a combination, um, where they have recorded videos that they send us once or twice a week. And then we also have one live session with the professor, um, so we can ask any questions about that week's lesson or um, yeah, go deeper with them and still get a chance to discuss it with our classmates, um, which has been really nice.
1: Yeah. So and I, I would imagine too, you're in the same class, so um you're you're basically doing that together, the two of you, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's been uh, pretty nice, especially if we have questions about homework or um with the transition a lot can sort of become confusing. So it's been really nice to bounce ideas off of each other, but then also um spend time doing work with each other, motivating each other. Um I think uh, we share a different uh we share strength, but we also have different strengths as well. So um seeing, witnessing each other's strengths, I think, kind of helps the uh, points of weakness that,
1: that we have. Yeah. Yeah, great. You can help each other. That's wonderful. How about uh, the yeah. other guys, um, other diocesans? Uh, do you have any kind of Zoom meetings with them or, or classmates or um, some groups that are maybe here at the seminary that you continue to keep up with through um, some sort of fraternal outreach? Yeah.
2: So uh, once a week, we meet with all of the uh, Mounts guys from Peoria uh, over a Zoom chat each Tuesday night. Uh, we have a little bit of social time, and then we do night prayer with our vocation director, which has been really nice. And we also have been trying to keep up with some um, fraternity. We used to do uh, the Dice degree; We do breakfast together at the Mount Gaius each morning. Um, so a few times a week, we try to do Zoom chats together um, to keep up that fraternity as well. Um, and then uh, I've also been reaching out every once in a while to different classmates. Um, so I've texted a few guys, and we have a class group chat that we're both pretty active on, uh, as well as uh, everyone has been making a phone call, um, which has been really nice.
1: Well, that sounds like you've got multiple tools there and techniques. That's fantastic.
2: That's wonderful. Yes, trying to take advantage of them all.
1: Now, did, did you guys uh, look up into the sky when your bishop was flying overhead to give yeah. a, his blessing? I saw the, uh, the article uh, about uh, Bishop Janke taking off on a helicopter. And, that's uh, right.
2: That was the news we were most excited to share on this podcast. You took the thunder. <laughs> from here.
1: Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. Uh, I was uh, texting. Yeah, I
2: it was really cool to see that. and to, um, Yeah, just good to see the different ways that the, the clergy around here have been doing everything they can to reach out to the people of God and, um, yeah. yeah, show them that uh, we're still here and we're still praying for them and trying to be that positive image for them.
1: Yeah, I, I was texting Monsignor Halfacre, who he and I have been friends for a number of years, and he also went up mm-hmm. with the bishop in the helicopter to give the blessing. So, okay. uh, yeah. I don't think he wants to try that again, at least flying in a helicopter. <laughs> but, well, uh. We were
2: all surprised that the bishop went up there.
1: I know, that was great. <laughs> w- wonderful. They, apparently, he jumped at the opportunity. Um, it must have been, it uh, was the local Catholic hospital, right, that offered the, the ride.
2: That's right, and they were asking him for permission
1: to send a priest up, and he volunteered himself. Wow! <laughs> well, that just goes to show you to what length uh, a good father will uh, take care of his children during this time. That's right. How about other other lessons too that you might be learning from the priests, or things that you think um, you know are are important for priestly formation and and for your own future as priests? Anything? Now, these times are a little bit unusual, of course, and. And so um, apostolic ministry and, and uh, priestly ministry is a little bit different. Um, but have you noticed anything that maybe you could take um, into your own life uh, that you would like to practice as a priest, that you've been inspired by, or something new uh, that you thought, you know, maybe I could use that in the future?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, this unique opportunity has brought out really creative pastoral um implementations of the pastors that I've witnessed have put in. Um, Our vocation director for formation, Father Hennehan, right before we left, he was telling us how uh, when he was at his parish um, distributing communion, people were were weeping as they were coming up because they knew that this was the last time that they would uh, receive the Eucharist um, before parishes got shut down um, for the the time being. So just kind of those witnesses of, of how much the people of our diocese really love the sacraments and how much they have missed it ever since uh, they've been in in, um, social distancing and and sheltering in place. Uh, That's been encouraging, but also been seeing how the pastors have responded to that. Uh, I know a lot of pastors have been making um, phone calls to all their parishioners, have been um, driving to their houses and singing Easter carols, um, (laughs) handing out palm packages with Divine Mercy uh, information, and Uh, holy water and things like that. So just seeing the the creative lengths that uh, the priests that I've witnessed have gone to minister to the people Mm -hmm. has been a great example, but also inspiring. Um, And then to see how positively the people have responded has has also really uh, fed my prayer and helped me discern my vocation.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. You can see just how much the priestly ministry is uh, needed, desired by God's people, and how much they want Christ.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And
2: I'd like to add to that, Monsignor, I have been really amazed to see, um, just in, in our current situation, as weird as it is, it's really made more apparent to me um, the priest role as a mediator. Um, mm. And the interesting part is I get to play in that right now. I mean, right now, I'm one of the only about 20 people, 20 of the laity in our diocese that gets to go to daily Mass.
1: Yes. Right.
2: Um, and just realizing that as, uh, as a unique blessing, but also as a responsibility to bring um, the people of god to mass with me and to realize that um, they can't be there but i can be there and kind of be standing in the door um, to help bring them in yes. um, in that special way
1: yeah and to be praying for them and to be offering up uh, the graces that we receive at communion when we're actually receiving it there's so many other people that desire to receive the eucharist and uh, of course can practice a spiritual communion but at the same time um, we have received graces that they can at this time receive uh, Actually receiving the Lord in in the Eucharist so we can offer up those graces that we receive uh, to remember them in in our prayers. Um, I do think that uh, when all of this is kind of settled down and hopefully we're back to a a more normal life, it'll probably be a new normal but a little bit more normal, um, people will uh, want to come to church more so. They'll they'll realize what they've missed uh, and I hope and pray even those that have not been very consistent in their practice of the faith, mm-hmm. that they will realize just how much uh, they need God and how much, um, they, how much they can really now take advantage of, hopefully in the in, in the near future, of of being close to Him in the sacraments.
2: Yeah, I know a couple of my family members have already uh, expressed, um, yeah, just some regret for how they've kind of taken advantage of the sacraments of Mass in the past and. Yeah. Really, this has been a wake-up call to that, and they want to take it much more seriously now, which is beautiful to see.
1: Yeah. Have you both been able to get a hold of your families and stay in touch with them?
0: Yeah, it's actually, it's nice being in our hometown because our families are able to stop by, albeit um, not as, uh, I think, as ideally as we would like. Um, usually our parents just drive up uh, in their cars and we'll, we'll kind of talk to them in the driveway or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, But when we initially got home, I I was at least uh, able to spend a couple days with my family before I moved into the Directory. But since being here uh, at St. Mary's in Bloomington, family stopped by a couple times. They they made sure to stop by on Easter, where they dropped off a little Easter basket with some candy, Um, and I can confidently say I've had most of that already. So much appreciated um, their visits, but um, try to keep in touch as much as I can. It is strange just being on the opposite side of town, but not, uh, not able to visit them. Uh, it's really as freely as I would like. But uh, yeah. these times call for uh, more dependence on the Lord and a lot more time and solitude with the Lord. And uh, like what Nathan said, being a mediator for, for the people of God and uh, especially bringing the prayers of our family into prayer mm-hmm. with us and receiving the sacraments.
2: Yeah, and, and I've also had an opportunity, my immediate family, we've been doing a weekly game night over Zoom. Um, so we just find some simple board games that we can play uh, without having to all be present together, and we do that together for an hour or two. Oh, great. And also this past Sunday for Easter, we had a giant Zoom with my whole mom's side, which is about 50 family members, and we all got on Zoom for a couple of hours and just um, wow. did our best to enjoy the Easter day together, which was really cool.
1: Yeah, I was on with my family also, um, which is somewhat large with even nephews and nieces and grandnephews and nieces, but my sister, who was the host, had to uh, silence all of us and only allow one of us to speak at this at one time because you couldn't hear anybody we're all talking over each other
2: Mm -hmm. we actually we had a planned activity one of my uncles put together a little scavenger hunt (laughs)
1: so
2: he would just put something up on the screen and then all the little cousins would run around their houses trying to find it which was a lot
1: of fun oh that sounds great great yeah what other things are you doing too hopefully it's certainly praying a, a, a lot and studying and keeping up with your classes but um, any kind of leisure activity? or you been able to get outside a bit?
0: Yeah, uh, we, we've had um, limited opportunities to, to go outside. I know um, that uh, we have a basketball gym here at, at the school that uh, me and uh, one of the other seminarians have been going to to, to shoot hoops and um, to uh, kind of just try and get some physical activity in and um, release some energy, but... Something we've all been doing, uh, seminaries and priests combined, is we've been watching uh, a lot of movies. The pastor here at the, the parish, um, he has this, this master list of movies that he wants to knock off, and most of them are, are old classics that mm-hmm. uh, us, us young bloods have never heard of before. Never so heard of He's probably. been educating us uh, in the ways of film. So we've been uh, watching movies together. Um, that's, that's a good way to spend time together, especially...
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Pastor responsibilities and seminary responsibilities can sometimes um, keep us away from each other, but that's always yeah. a good time to come together in the evening and um, just spend a good amount of time with each other and hang out that way.
1: That's great. When you get back next semester, you'll be able to test Father Gross to see if he's heard of all those movies that you've been watching.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that would be a good exercise, yeah.
1: Yeah. One of the other nice things is we've been doing, uh, we do a family
2: dinner with the three priests and three seminarians each night. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been taking it at a leisurely pace, uh, so I'm uh, used to eating, even, I would eat dinner with my family, but it would still be maybe half an hour at most, but each night we're having dinner for an hour and a half, almost two hours some nights, just enjoying the food and then sitting around and talking, um, yeah. which has been really nice, and it's been even cool to see some of the priests, uh, who we lived with last summer, but really coming out of their shell if it's any more time, yeah. just the six of us, so...
1: Yeah, you want to get to know a person when you spend that much uh, time with them, especially in a kind of more different or difficult environment. So. That's right. Well, uh, um, one
2: more thing I want to mention. I've also been yes. working on, uh, we've gotten a couple different jigsaw puzzles. Ooh. Uh, so we have one of those in our convent right now that we're working on. And I like to sit here and listen to uh, different podcasts um, just to pass some of the time, which has been really nice.
1: Yeah, and The Shepherd's Gate, of course, is one of them, right?
2: That's, that's true. I enjoy it. <laughs>
1: Well, it, it is a little bit odd around here, I must say, uh, without having you guys here. Um, we do miss all of you. Uh, and I, I, I think that um, we we look forward, certainly, to the day in which we have seminarians back here. But what do you guys miss the most about being here at the Mount?
0: Well, I it is kind of strange having formation uh, outside of seminary. Um, sometimes it just kind of feels like... A, like extended uh, summer assignment with just a little more schoolwork. Um, so definitely the being in the seminary environment, seeing the faces of the seminarians, um, especially my, uh, my floor mates, first um uh, getting to see them. A lot of them are in my class as well. So, um, yeah, I, I did spend a lot of time with them being in class and then running into yeah. the hallway and getting meals and things like that. Uh, so not having those uh, those encounters every day, um, that can be that can be a little tough. Um, the community here is great, and I and I absolutely love it. Sure, but sure, sure. Um, yeah, the seminary is a, is a special place, and uh, so that's a something I definitely miss a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then in addition, um, something Nathan mentioned earlier, pew breakfast that mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. uh, every single morning at the mount. That's something that I have really come to cherish, and I've realized how much I love it without now that I don't have it. Um, so I'm looking forward to. Getting that started up again
1: once we go back. Yeah, well, you mentioned first Moke uh, Daniel. It's completely empty. Uh, it's
0: a sad day.
1: It's it, it is sad. So it needs you guys to come back soon.
0: We're ready. We're ready.
1: How about you, Nathan?
0: Yeah, one
2: of the things that I think uh, caught us both off guard was, when we left the mount. It was about seventy degrees out, and we got here, and it's been in
1: the thirties and twenties most Ooh. Of the
2: time. Did you have any so snow? Really missing the nice weather out there. And so he's, waiting for spring to come to Illinois. Well there was some snow in some uh, other Illinois, places
1: in the country. Did you have any snow?
2: Yes. Yeah, we had a little bit of snow yesterday and we're expecting to get four or five inches I think tonight maybe. Ooh. So Yeah, and even just I mean, being on the the beautiful place that the mountains is. Uh we're here in flat Illinois right now. <laughs> so my uh
1: Yeah, Flat Illinois that, that's, really that's, enjoyable. Is it can you even see a mountain?
2: No, no, we don't have any mountains
1: here at all. <laughs> well, I was talking to Thomas Presley, of course, he's from Colorado Springs, and um, yeah. uh, this mount here at, at Mount St. Mary's is just a tiny little hill when you consider Colorado. <laughs> That's right. We have all
2: this perspective here.
1: Right. Well, guys, any any last thoughts, especially for our, our audience, those that might be listening into the podcast?
2: Uh know of our prayers for you all, Um, it's been, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, it's been really powerful to get to um, realize that we're some of the few that are privileged to still be able to go to the sacraments and to be able to go to Eucharistic adoration, Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's been a great blessing for us to realize that and to do our best to bring everybody there with us, so to everybody out there listening, just know of our prayers for you and uh, prayers for this to end soon so we can all be together again.
1: Yeah, great. You know anything yeah
0: yeah and i'd like to I'd like to emphasize that as well um, I think all of our lives have gotten much more simple in terms of what we can do, and that's reinforced um at least for us the the importance of prayer uh, and the importance of intercessory prayer mm. and I think especially with Divine Mercy Sunday coming up and um meditating on the diary of Maria Faustina uh she's had a lot of powerful experiences of intercession where she she um intercedes for, for others, especially souls who are or near death are, or souls who are uh, encountering great suffering. And, and I think that's something really important to meditate on, especially for um, those who might seem helpless in these times where help seems to be needed the most, um, the importance of prayer and the importance of, of intercessory prayer. So yeah, I'd like to reiterate what Nathan said and um, encourage everyone to continue to pray and know that we are praying for you all as well.
1: Yeah, great. Thank you. Gentlemen, so much. We're we're recording this podcast during Easter week, and uh, Divine Mercy Sunday is coming up this Sunday. We remember uh, Christ's mercy upon us, that this is indeed a time of mercy, as St. Faustina has said. Uh, This is, uh, even though a difficult time for everyone in the country, we must always remember the great mercy of God, His kindness, His fatherliness to us. So thank you for all of those prayers And I want to thank our audience, too, for joining us during this episode of Shepherd's Gate. Know that, as uh, Daniel and Nathan have said, you're all in our prayers. We ask you to pray for us, pray for all the seminarians and all the faculty and administration and staff here at the Mount, uh, that we might be able to continue our ministry of priestly formation and send down from the Mount holy self-sacrificial shepherds for the people of God. As our vision statement says, to light a fire on the earth for the salvation of souls. So once again, Daniel, Nathan, thank you so much. Appreciate you being on. And God bless you, and God bless everyone.
2: Thank you, Montenegro. God bless you as well. Thank you,
1: Montenegro.